Shalom. Thank you for joining us today. Today is um, the sixth in a six-part course. Each class is independent of one another. And today is number six. Essentially, the Talmud discusses the six building blocks of human development. And today, um, so we've gone through identity, right? And uh, we, 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 we've gone through um, be, being a constructive person of society. We've gone through um, we're, we're independence, etc. So today's one we're going to discuss, it's called resilience. Resilience. The Talmud specifically says, Thomas specifically says that parents are obligated to teach their child how to swim, right? If you remember, they have to uh, give them a, 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 a circumcision, they have to do the redemption of the firstborn, right? And these are all euphemisms, in addition to being literal, but they, they euphem, hello Eileen, they, they euphemisms for other deeper concepts. So one of the things is you have to teach how to swim. So get marry off, get a job. These are all deep concepts. So swim. What does swim mean? What does it mean teaching how to swim? And, and swim and not baseball, swim, not basketball. So this is what I mean when I say that there are, it's, 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 much, it's much deeper. What, what is it that, that makes a successful human being? So we've discussed, we've discussed that, um, that the, the um, identity was was the um, well, you know discuss identity was the was the first one you know family etc extended family um, and and um, we discussed freedom that you shouldn't be shackled that was that was the second one um, values yeah person has to have values um, marriage which means that you 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 have to value a family and uh, no you know, that you have to have people around you. You can't be a loner or all, all, all your life. Um, and then there's there's um, independence. Get a job that's independent. So swimming. So swimming is resilience. We all know that that um, that there's it could be a tough world out there. It could be a turbulent world tumultuous world it's not just a turbulence is not only when you're in an airplane by the way they don't call it turbulence anymore they call it rough air for whatever reason but um and that's kind of a policy the airlines have i'm not sure what it is but but it, it's it, there's turbulence in one's life and 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 things you, you you could feel unstable you're not on solid ground you feel like you're drowning and um, you know you, it'd be nice if you were on this this serene cruise in life, but it doesn't always work that way. You know, life is not necessarily a cruise. Life is more like a, um, a you know a a a a, a sailboat on the Atlantic. I remember once I went with my wife. We went to the bioluminescent bay in, in Puerto Rico, and she, she was sitting in front, and I was in back. And it's midnight when you go, because that's the best time. No moon, etc. And um, anyway, when she was going, she was moving the mandrakes and, and the other type of branches out of her way. But each time she moved it, it hit me in the face. 
So that was turbulence, right? It wasn't serenity. I, I hated every second. So you have to you have to know when to hold them, when to fold them. You have to know that that perseverance is key. Literally key. You you have to anchor down and and, and fight out the storm. And we'll explain in detail as to what that really, really means. You know, they, there's a story of Sir Edmund Hillary in 1952, I think it was. So he, he, um, he nearly conquered Everest. He came closer than any other person that was to conquering Everest. And, and, and they had him once as a guest speaker or something, you know, about how this man literally took weeks and nearly conquered it, came very close to conquering him. But, and he spoke, and in the backdrop was Mount Everest, you know, a nice picture of backdrop. Um, so he's speaking, and remember, he didn't conquer it yet. Middle of his speech, he says something so profound. He turns back to the backdrop, turns behind him to the backdrop. He looks at Mount Everest and says to Mount Everest, you beat me. You beat me. I couldn't conquer you. I tried, but I failed. I could not conquer you. However, I'm going to conquer you. I'm going to be able to reach the peak. And you know why, Mount Everest? Because you have stopped growing. And I haven't. That is the message here of, of, of swimming. Persevere. Don't fold like a cheap camera. Don't give up at the first sign of, of, of resistance. Swimming means swimming. You got to tread water, right? You have to tread water and you may have to tread water for a while, but ultimately you can get through this. So, so, um, and, 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 um, and, and it's very important not to let the, the, the negativity of life, the, the, the turbulence, the tumult, the madness, the chaos of life, whichever, whether it's personal, business, etc., um, career or hobby, that they shouldn't define you. You need to define your life. Don't let the stresses of life make you whom you are. Easier said than done. Because we do. You know, we, we get burnt and we, you know, you touch a stove and it's hot. You're not going to touch it again. Same is true with emotions, right? You're not going to want to go there again. It's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not safe. It's not happy. It's not, but you have to be careful that it doesn't change you as a person unless it's for the better, unless it's a lesson like the stove. The stove, you touch it once, it burns. Next time you're not going to touch it. And that's a good thing. But don't let the stresses and the turbulence of life bring you down, right? And recognize a parent is obligated to tell the kids life ain't easy. Because if, if, if you try and protect people, children, students, partners, if you try and protect them, and generally I think a lot of guys like to protect their wives, but if you try and, and um, protect them, it, it's, it's really, it's a false sense of security because the problem is still exists, the danger still exists. I don't mean to be dramatic, 
that you know the the issue still exists and um and therefore you can't protect it you have to learn how to battle it just like you have to learn how to swim just like you have to learn how to tread water right you, that's what you have to do in life you have to learn how to swim get from point a to point b and there may be waves and there may be you know wind and and uh, there may be rocky and there may be a boat that comes that causes a wake right it, it may not be so easy to, to, to swim and maybe not so easy to tread water but that's what you have to do and you so you have to inculcate in others a certain feistiness a certain toughness that we're not going to give up um, and, and life, by the way, seems like one sometimes can seem, um, it is for me, I don't know how it is for you, but it can seem like one extended hurricane. You know, just, just on and on and on. Um, one thing on top of the other. And when one wave comes and is gone and you go, and then another wave comes. King Solomon, it's interesting, in, in, in Noah, when he talks about Noah and the flood, King Solomon says that that, um, that that flood waters can be physical flood waters, where it's flood. Flood waters can also be financial stress. This is the wisdom of King Solomon. He says financial stress. <coughs> he says we have to be careful not to allow financial stress to desensitize us. Oh, it's so difficult. I can, I can, I can cheat a little. I can, I can, uh, you know, I can do this. I can do that. It's not so ethical. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. I, I can. Um, I'm going to let these turbulent waters of financial stress imperil who I am as a person, imperil my spirit, spiritual status. So King Solomon warns about it. So King Solomon suggests, what do you do? <coughs> I'm sorry, I ate pretzels before. Lunch. Um, King Solomon says, what do you do? So he says, so it's interesting with Noah. He says, the advice is right there. So when it started to, to pour, started to rain, Noah didn't enter the ark until it really started to rain. Noah was hopeful that it would just be a storm and go away, um, and it would just be, you know, a little get a little bit wet, but <coughs> not that the world is gonna perish. Finally, he saw that it could no longer, dry land, living on dry land is no longer sustainable. So God told him, Noah, boy El Hateva, go into the ark. And it's explained as follows. The word for ark in Hebrew is teva. That means ark. Go into the box, the box on, on the floating box. Teva could also mean go into the word. Which, the way it's explained, that if a person, you want to be able to live throughout the madness of the day, you want to be able to, to, to get through the day without being spiritually imperiled, without being physically beaten, without being mentally exhausted. 
he says you gotta boil a table you have to go into the word you have to start your day off right you have to study a little bit pray to God a little bit let that be the beginning of your day and that will give you the 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 the, the force the fortitude in order to get through some 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 really really tough times you know I I, I always say this that when 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 a person passes the family members make a blessing blessed are you Lord our God who is the true judge and the reason why you say bless God who is the true judge is because it's very easy to believe in God when you've just won the New York lottery it's very easy to believe in God when you you um you you just got a you just got a, a raise and you just got a new position and you just got a new job that pays you six figures more than your previous job oh thank you thank you God thank you thank you but how about when there's negativity how about when God takes a loved one that tro that shows true faith so so by starting off your day with with uh, with faith with grit um it will help one go through the day bo el hateba go into the ark go into the word so you start your day off with a little bit of faith a little bit of trust a little bit of, of, of spiritual fortitude to be able to combat whatever is gonna come your way today just like a person needs to eat when you eat that gives you the strength to get through the day so too you need to nurture one's soul as well as one's body because they work in tandem and and um, and therefore you, that's the way you do it so when you when you want to nurture your body you know you, you 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 take a coffee and you take some Cheerios and some Wheaties when you want to nurture your soul you pray a little bit you study a little bit and then you go take on the day so that's 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 the idea of how to master financial stress how to persevere so you persevere by 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 nurturing yourself the um the other thing about about um waters swimming a swimming pool it's not stable it's not stable right when you when you when we're on terra firma right if you ever go on a boat a cruise and you finally get off that rowboat and it's wobbly and when you're out there, you see literally the ripples of the water. You say, "This is not stable. This is not stable. My goodness, I I can't stand, and I, I'll I'll sink." But when you get onto dry land, you, it's noticeable the difference. So you, you got to swim. You got to be able to 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 get through the tough times. There's instability, but that doesn't mean you have to accept it. That doesn't mean you have to live with it. It means you have to conquer it, like Sir Edmund Hillary conquered Everest. You got to keep on growing, and you got to keep on um, working your way through it. Um, put together a list gleaned from 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 sources uh, as far as. Um, just some some insights how to how to beat the blues and how to how to how to how to get through rough times so the first one is fight don't give up you fight through it 
once again, you swim, you tread water, you fight through it. You, and, and realize, um, I don't know if this works for you, this works for me. Whenever I, I, I get a challenge and it's a, it's a big one, I say to myself, okay, you got to get through this, but you will get through it. And tomorrow or tonight or whatever, this afternoon, will be a better day, a better time. So I, I realize that this is just temporary. It's temporary. It's not, this is not a permanent thing that I'm going to be. And, and by the way, I, I, there are some permanent negativity, but sometimes I feel better, sometimes I feel worse. And I say to myself, if I will feel worse, I'm going to feel better. So push until you get through it. What would you do? What would you recommend to anybody if they were swimming and they were drowning? Right? What would what would be the first thing you tell them to do? Right? First thing we tell them to do is stop. Stop. Stop fighting. Right? Just just you know you're you're exhausting yourself. So that's the next step is you have to pause in one's life. So the first one is to is to realize it's going to be over, get through it, fight through it, use your inner strength to to get through the bad time. The second one is sometimes it's going to take a pause. You take a pause, a long pause to say this is not working. Right? The definition of insanity is doing exactly the same thing and expecting different results. This is not working. I got to change up something. So that's the first thing. Stop. You know, when the person's like this all over the place, they're going to drown. So you just stop. Right, float. Take it easy. The next thing you do is you tell them, reach out, grab the oar, grab my hand. Uh, you know the joke about two two Jewish guys, they were in a rowboat, and they both, t you know, the rowboat tipped and they both fell into the water, and one guy was really struggling. So he, the other fellow, Morris, turns to Sam and says, Sam, Sam, lend me your hand, lend me your hand. So Sam says, this is a heck of a time for, to ask me for a, a loan. Um, so take my hand. You know, not give me your hand, take my hand. Reach out. Reach out. If you're going through a very hard time, it's a turbulent time, reach out. Seek advice. Seek counsel. It could be a therapist. It could be a friend. It could be a rabbi. It could be uh, a different type of a mentor. It could be a, 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 a an in-law. It could be somebody you, you trust or somebody you, you like. Reach out. The other thing, if someone's drowning, what would you tell them to do is shout, help, help. That's what you got to do. You got to shout help. You got to shout help to God. You have to help shout help to those who you believe can help you. And if, if you feel they're not listening to you, then shout it. Help. I need help. Right? My, my, my father, blessed memory, when I first started this you know, rabbinical career gig, so part of being a Chabad rabbi is you have to fundraise. And it's not always the easiest vocation in the world. Not fundraising for me, I've got a, you know, a large, large operation here. And charity is a billion dollar industry. But so he was giving me advice. 
and he said, there are four magical words that will help you. And he says, the four magical words are, I need your help. Right? Which is basically, to the person that's swimming, that's what we advise them to do, right? Shout out, help. Reach out, shout, reach out, pause, etc. So, um, so that's that. I think I think that was wisdom. However, let let's take it. Let's go back a step. Let's go back a step. Let's say you don't know how to swim. Let's say you don't know how to swim. Would you venture out into the swimming pool or the ocean or the lake in the first place? And if you do, you would have a life preserver. But you would not go jump off the rowboat into a lake if you couldn't swim. And I think that's a very, there's a very powerful metaphor. It is a very powerful metaphor. If you are not proficient, then stay away. I would never, ever open my, my circuit breaker in my house and start playing around. Right? Take a screwdriver and start opening this and opening that. I'll kill myself. I'm not proficient. I stay away. Likewise, right? to defend yourself in a court of law and you're not an attorney is, is foolhardy. On and on and on and on and on. Right? Would you, would you take on an 80-foot yacht, never sailed before and start sailing? You wouldn't. You wouldn't get yourself into it. So stick to what you know. And if you don't know, commit to, to learn it. Commit to, to understand it. Commit to know it. But you know, but, but just to, to you know to, to, uh, to take a pair of skis and go down the black diamond the very first time, right, is is, is dangerous. So so you gotta teach your child to swim. You have to give them the the the, 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 the foresight. You have to give them the the, 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 the the common sense. It's not so common. To give them the common sense to, to really say, okay, this is for me. This is not for me. And that, my friends, takes a lot of self-awareness. A lot of self-awareness. It's to know what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you can be good at, and what you shouldn't even bother doing. Right? So I think I've told you this before. I studied for six months to become a ritual slaughterer, to slaughter chickens for food. And I knew the whole time, I knew the whole time of study that I can't do it. I knew it. And it came to the, came to the final day where I was gonna be ordained as a ritual slaughter. I walked away, but I knew this. So six months, it's a good thing I didn't take up circumcision. Um, that would have been another few months. But um, no, no, no with the certainty. You know, that all goes back, I guess, to pause and reflect. Um, know, know what you can take on, what you can't take on. Know if you're going to bite off more than you can chew. And I do advocate biting off a little bit more than you can chew. Not a lot more. Because in, in order to, to get by in this world, you may have to do just that. You may have to take little risk. You don't have to be a gambler, but a risk within reason.
and um, and swim your way through it. Um, so those are those are the few things. You fight. You reach out. You pause. You shout for help, and you know when to hold them, and you know when to fold them. God bless. This is this ends the course on human development. If you can share the course, that would be great. Um, and and uh, we will we will see you again. Any questions, Rabbi at thechaisenter.com. God bless.